three, two, one. I actually, all kidding aside, I think that was the farthest delay in a, in a clap we've ever had. Yeah, that was my worst one ever. <laughs> so we have somehow sunk into an all-new low. We've yet to discover, although we've gone very low, what rock bottom is with our clapping. That's like the other end of, like, we're not afraid to break new ground. Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast. You're home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. Today is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Tove. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. What about you, brother? I'm good. Do you use Waze? Of course. Okay. I'm a big fan of Waze, and I, I literally use it almost every time I drive anywhere, no matter what the distance is. That is correct. Every time I've not used Waze, it's backfired, and I've gotten into some sort of traffic issue. Yep. Every time. But this morning, I want to say, and by the way, Waze is not sponsoring our show, unfortunately. But they can. If I have to do is go to gravitybeard.com. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to us, Waze. <laughs> So this morning, I beat Waze. So I plugged it in. I put in the route. It gave me an estimated time. I beat that time by five minutes. So, but, okay, but did you take its route? Yes. Okay, so the, when it, whenever it's like that, it's, it's more the time to beat than your estimated time of arrival. So it's like, okay, this is my, this is my worst case scenario. I have to now beat this time. And, well, but but no, that's not true because many, many times I'll get in the car, it'll give me an estimated time, and then as I'm driving on that route, it'll end up adding five minutes. Well, which is true, but that's just traffic. I, I kind of... I have uh, I kind of have this philosophy where like every time I trust Waze, I'm at the fastest route possible. There may be an anomaly, and it, and I would have got there, but like 99 times out of 100, this is going to get me. And and a few times I've been able to tangibly see it. Um, like the the Waze told me to get off the turnpike one time, and I was like, I don't really feel like we should. But I was like, but let me just trust Waze. I immediately exit, and I and I looked just past the exit, and it was a gridlock. And I found out later that was a three hour delay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Waze diverted me at the last minute. I trusted it and I got there. So I'm like, you know what? Anybody can talk what they want to about it, but Waze has saved my freaking life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did you know that it's an Israeli company? No, I did not. Yes. And there's a video out there that that a guy did, it's, I don't know, four or five minutes about all of the technology and, and companies that that are based in Israel that we use every single day and it's fascinating. That's incredible. I, yeah. I'm really surprised yeah. Waze works because it's community based reporting. So yeah, most but people, it's fantastic. Most people don't do that. Yeah. One more quick announcement before we get started here. We've just reached the conclusion of another big event. So yesterday was the championship round of the GBI March Madness tournament to determine the official comedy of the Gravity Beard interns. And I, I just want to bring it up because I wanted to say thanks so much to Bob Haynes of Rolling Misadventures for all of his work on it. It was a huge undertaking. It was one of the funnest things we've ever done. And it turned out really well. Yeah. And a few upsets in there, which were both shocking and disappointing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the results because um, I want everybody to tune into the special episode I'm going to do with Bob to discuss the entire event. Kind of like what we did with Keith uh, after the Gravity Beard run. Yeah. For sure. That being said, yeah, upsets. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but th thanks a ton, Bob. We really really appreciate all the time and effort you invested in that, and it was it was really fun. 
Yeah, thanks, Bob. Next. Okay, well, let's get started and look at the calendar of special events so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Perfect. I'll get us started. So yesterday, Adam, was National Bunsen Burner Day. Uh, I kind of like that a lot. I kind of like that a lot. And I think that, you know, the Sciencing Committee, uh, they, they had a vote option, which was, what's our call to action? And one of the choices was, if you smell what the Bunsen burner is cooking. <laughs> no, no, it was after the rock. So it's, can you smell what the Bunsen burner is cooking? But see, but he says, if you smell, he doesn't say can, he says if. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Th- then I stand corrected. So... I'm right, and thank you. <laughs> the uh, today <laughs> we're going to celebrate <laughs> National One Cent Day. So we're only forty nine cents away from fifty cent day. <laughs> Adam, do you think that should get rid of the penny? Absolutely. Can I give you a, an economical reason why that's true? Yes. Did you know that it costs more to mint a penny than it's actually worth? So I only know that because I did some research on that when my kids came home from school with this very same argument. Yeah. Yeah. So so actually, the the U.S. government loses millions of dollars per year minting pennies. Yeah. I I don't understand why they just don't do it. I mean, there's there's an easy workaround. So (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Anyway. All right. Tomorrow is... Oh, wow. Look at this, Adam. National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. Okay. Crunchy or creamy? Creamy. Crunchy, brother. And, and not, not because I don't like the texture that, that the that the nuts add to the peanut butter. I just think it's easier to spread. That's a really good point, but crunchy, for sure. Well, I mean, peanut butter for other applications, sure. But, I, you know, it rips the bread. There's just issues when it's too crunchy. But, but, <laughs> well, I, but I can go either way. I don't... How, how are you storing your peanut butter? Which peanut butter are you buying? There's a whole... Like, there's a lot of variables here, man. <laughs> and I, I, don't mean to stir, I don't mean to stir up even further controversy... But we've never done a sandwich elimination poll. Well, there's... Well, man, that one might literally <laughs> dissolve the group. <laughs> so, I know we already have some things in the queue, but maybe now that we've got the March Madness tournament over and we're jumping into the cereal elimination poll and then we've got the Hollywood's hunkiest hunks, <laughs> perhaps we could talk elimination Paul into doing an elimination poll on sandwiches i'm not sure we want to unlock that nuclear locker which holds like (laughs) (laughs) the radioactive elements but listen listen here's the reason why one one is everyone likes sandwiches two is because paul is both the overseer of the elimination poll and he's the sandwich czar so if anybody can preside over such a thing it's paul (laughs) <laughs> there's no there's no better candidate than that. I bet Paul's like, dang it, I shouldn't have done that first elimination poll, because now I'm the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you gave him the nickname Elimination Paul, and yeah. now it's never going to go away. He's stuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to tomorrow, which is a day that I will not be celebrating, which is National Walking Day. I, unless, I'm, unless I'm walking to the kitchen to get more snacks for Netflix. I agree. Although my my sweet uh, four and a half year old son Noah loves to go on walks, okay, that's nice. Yeah, so so obviously I go with him because he loves it so much and it's fun for us to spend time together. Oh, nice! All right, Thursday is National Burrito Day and National School Librarian Day. Well, the day is already combined for us, but I I fully and wholeheartedly celebrate both of those things with great relish. Yeah, I do too. And what I'd like to suggest, because we do have an official librarian, and I think Keith will appreciate this, why don't everybody take a burrito to Keith today? Yeah, Keith. 
Um, I've, I've got to return that book, by the way. So I'll celebrate. Yeah. Keith. So it, <laughs> while, while you're down there, why don't you why don't you bring him a burrito? Yeah, I 100% will. Let me know what kind of burrito you want, and, and I'll send it to you. I'll bring it to you. All right. Well, tomorrow, I'm sorry, tomorrow, Friday is National Deep Dish Pizza Day. And I got to be honest, unless I'm in Chicago from like a very specific place, I hate deep dish pizza. Yeah, if it's done poorly, it's no good. But as a nice change of pace, when it's done well, deep dish pizza is fantastic. Right. But, it, it, you know, I guess uh, this goes back to like childhood when you get like those chains that would do deep dish, which basically just turns into like a lot of soggy bread. That's not that's right. real deep dish. You got to go to Chicago. For sure. And we, we actually have a Geno's down here. Oh, okay. And it's, oh, it's so amazing. It, t- it takes about 45 minutes to get your pizza, but it's worth it. And that's when you're yeah. sitting in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a hearty dish made from scratch. Yeah. It, 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 fe- it feels like it takes like half a day. So you have to call ahead. Right. It's, it's right. a whole to do, but, but, <laughs> but it's worth it because it's amazing. Okay. We'll, we'll wrap up our week of celebrations on Saturday with National Caramel Popcorn Day, Adam. I'll, I'll, I'll choose to that. Especially, for, again, from Chicago, Garrett's Popcorn. Yeah. Now, do you say caramel or do you say caramel? I say caramel. I do too. Even though it's spelled caramel, I say caramel. That's correct. Next. Okay. Well, with that, let's turn our attention to this week in history. Why don't you kick us off, Chris? I will do that. (laughs) So this week, Adam, in 1513, Ponce de Leon discovers your home state of Florida. It's a great discovery, and uh, you know, over 400 years later, Florida welcomed the Lord. <laughs> me, baby, me. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> right here. Who's got two thumbs and lives in Florida, buddy? <laughs> this guy. <Me. laughs> well, and I have an additional note. Apparently, immediately after he discovered Florida, he was greeted by a drunk man riding an alligator, crushing beer cans on his forehead. Yeah, I mean, Florida man has been around since before it was discovered. <laughs> yeah, so so actually, there were a lot of Native Americans, as we know, in the United States as when it was discovered, and that was the Native American, the particular brand of Native American that was in Florida when Ponce de Leon hit the shores. We're a special people, buddy. A special people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, special in many ways. <laughs> well, this week in 1865, Lincoln dreams about a presidential assassination. I think this note is incorrect, because I think he, he dreamt about a trip and fall. Yeah, I was going to say, t- 10 days later, he, he died in a fatal trip and fall. Yeah, yeah, brought on by the uh, the dry twist, as we all know. So, yeah, what a foreshadowing dream, even though there's a little typo in the notes here. So, Yeah, that's incredible. Okay, well, fast forward quite a bit. Actually, um, over 100 years, this week in 1975, legendary UCLA basketball coach John Wooden wins his 10th national title. And that's following crazy. that game, he announced his retirement. Yeah, that's the only thing you can do. Even if he had like more left in him, he's like, I got to retire. I got 10. Well, John Wooden, across any sport at any level, is one of the best coaches in the history of mankind. Yeah. Yeah, I don't And he's got a book. He, he wrote a handful of books, but one of them is called Wooden on Leadership, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, wow. I'll have to check that out. Maybe I'll yep. get in the library. I'll have to check it out. Well, that same year, in 1975, Microsoft was founded by childhood friends Bill Gates and Paul Allen. So that was in a monumental year. As a monumental week. Monumental week. Quite Those so. things literally happened in the same week in 1975. <laughs> That's incredible. And a couple years later, in 1984, Marvin Gaye was shot and killed by his own father, which is tragic. Uh, man, what a loss to the community. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I agree. Okay, fast forward another couple of years. And this week in 1982, 
Just soak this in, sports fans. Wayne Gretzky, the great one, finishes the season with 212 points. He goes on to win the scoring title six more times in a row until, fast forward six years to 1988, when Mario Lemieux wins the NHL scoring, scoring title, stopping Gretzky's streak. Dude, 212 points is a lot of hockey points. Yeah, just to put that in perspective for those that don't know much about hockey, a point you, you a player gets a point for either getting an assist or a goal in a game. There are 82 games in a season, in a regular season. And so, obviously, do the math. That season, he averaged far more than two points per game. Per game. Yeah, which is difficult. I mean, most hockey games, the scores are three to one. You know, like... That's correct. <laughs> two to four. It's not like a high... I mean, and for all that time, and he scored 212 points. Jesus. For all 82 games in the regular season. Yeah, if you want to see just insane, insane uh, stats, just go look at either Wayne Gretzky's career or Michael Jordan's career. Right. Winners. But I will say between the two of them, between the two of them, Wayne Gretzky's personal stats in his sport are, are will, will blow you away above any other athlete in sports history. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a definite reason why they call him the great one, for sure. Well, and by the way, he other people don't know this either, that he got that that nickname when he was about 12. <laughs> so he had a lot to live up to and did. And then did it. He's pretty amazing. So a couple of years later, unfortunately we have a down note where Nirvana frontman Kirk Cobain commits suicide. Now I, I never liked Nirvana's music. I love Dave Grohl. Um, the music was boring and uninspiring to me, but um, obviously the, the so suicide was tragedy, but there's actually some controversies around that. I think there's some conspiracy saying that, you know, he didn't actually commit suicide, but was murdered. Is there a legit controversy or conspiracy? I've been meaning to look it up. I haven't. But yeah, there's like a like a legit conspiracy that like it doesn't make sense. The logistics don't make sense for him to have killed himself the way that he did. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Next. All right, Adam. Well, with that, let's move on to the news. Yes. Cue the new and great jingle. And Adam, I have some good news. Oh, do tell. For Keith. Oh, what? That means we're not doing a quick hit? Well, we definitely still have a massive backup of amazing news stories. However, I've come across a story today that deserves a little more attention than some of the others. Okay. And Adam, it involves the lottery, one of our favorite topics. I love lottery stories. Are you ready for this? I can't wait. So there's a New Jersey man, a 54-year-old New Jersey man named Mike Wierski. And he headed down to his local Quick Check store in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. Sure. And bought, bought a handful of lottery tickets for the mega jackpot. But he was distracted by his phone and left the store without the tickets that he had bought. Oh, no. So for several hours, he tried to find them at home. You can imagine. You can imagine that scene. Yep. <laughs> imagine absolutely. if you bought mega jackpot lottery tickets, you can't find them anywhere, you would turn up everything in your house. Yes. Predictably, the search ended with him not finding the tickets. <laughs> he waited until the next day 
on the eve of the raffle of the drawing. Wow. And he returned. I, w- I would have gone back right away. He yeah, waited until the next day. He went back to the store. I don't know if you can believe this. It turns out <laughs> that that someone found his tickets, another customer, and turned them back into the employees at the Quick Check. Oh, that's nice. So he shows up and says, I don't know what he says. Have you seen my tickets? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> actually we have. Here they are. And they give him the tickets. Wow. Subsequently, Adam, he finds out that he is the sole winner of the jackpot. Oh, my God. Worth $273 million. Oh, my God. What in the world? That's right. The gross amount is over one quarter of a B billion dollars. This sounds like a classic setup for, and then he spent it all on blow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like I said, this is an interesting story, so there is more to tell. Okay. A quote from Wierski says, I'm looking for the guy who handed over the tickets. I want to thank him. I want to share some of the money with him. Clearly, that seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. Wierski also decided to take the one-time after-tax prize. So this is his take-home. He gets a check for $162 million. God, they just take out so much taxes. But yeah, I mean, I'll take the free 162 any day. Yes. And then he plans to buy a new pickup, a new car for his mom, and to do some repairs on her house. Oh, that's nice. Adam, there is way more to this story. <laughs> Classic. Adam, Mike Wierski used to be married. No. Oh. He just got divorced five months ago. What? <laughs> Talk about a bullet dodge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which means his wife is was five months away from splitting $162 million. <laughs> Dude, I would kick myself. <laughs> so he's also been unemployed for over a year and hasn't landed a single interview of any kind during that time. Oh, well, then this looks like his, his luck is turning around. A little bit about his marriage. During the course of their 15-year marriage, Wierski did not work steadily during any of that time. His ex-wife, Eileen Murray, supported him during all of that as she worked as a cost analyst for a utility company. Huh. Here's a little bit more about their time together. They lived in seven different states and uh, he was a homemaker even though the couple never had any children together. (laughs) Yeah, well, somebody's got to stay at home and watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a note I think you'll appreciate. Even now, as a result of the divorce, she's paying him court-ordered alimony. What? <laughs> oh, man. All right, come on, man. You don't need to keep taking that. <laughs> he has to. It's court-ordered. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, man. Send her a check, dude. His ex-wife says she will not pursue any of Wierski's newfound millions and has not tried to contact him. She doesn't plan on getting back together with him, saying... He's not appealing to me all of a sudden just because he has this money. <laughs> yeah. Hey, good on her for that character like play. <laughs> you know. So I think you've already expressed your opinion, but Adam, should she get a cut of the cash? Well, I mean, you know, once it's the divorce and, you know, no, I, I do think that she should at least like file like, hey, he's now got the lottery. I don't need to pay him alimony. Um, but and I don't think that's a, but I think she, I think she's handling this very well. No, I, I don't think I mean, hey, that, you know. They got divorced, so 
So even though she supported him for basically their entire 15-month marriage, you don't think she should get a single dime from the lottery winnings? 15-month or 15-year marriage? I'm sorry, 15 years. For 15 years, she she supported him basically as he stayed home and did nothing. Oh, well, do I think that she deserves it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it would be just like the right thing to do, but is he going to do that? No. No, but that's the question is, sh- should she get some of the cash? In your opinion, should she, should he give her some of that money? Well, yeah. <laughs> how how much should should he give her? That's a tough question. <laughs> uh, I mean, he won 162. Like, I think at bare minimum, you could break her off with like five mil. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> something. You know, net. <laughs> like, give her, she put in 15 years. But I, you know, it's it's hard for me to imagine a situation where like they're like, yeah, you know what, you did all this work for me. Because if you're that much of a loser, you're not going to think about, wow, she really took care of me. Here's five million dollars. So if you were Mike Wierski, how much would you give her? Well, if I, if it was, I, I might give her like, well, it depends. I guess it depends on who it is. Cause if it was my ex-wife. <laughs> no, 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 no. Based on the facts in the story, the limited okay. facts that I've shared, how much would you give her if you were Mike Wierski? Man, that's such a, t- a tough question. I, I would say that she deserves like half. I mean, for all that she did, you know, it's a lot of money. Wow. Half. That's generous. Okay, I would give her at least a million dollars for every year we were married. I'd give her at least 15. Okay, that's probably more practical. I would even consider giving her two, two or three million yeah. per year. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, but at least a million per year. So I'd give her 15 million minimum. Well, I think a bare minimum, somebody should give them like a million dollars. Like, hey, I got all this. Here's a million. Like, you can make that work. Oh, definitely, definitely a million. But, I, but I'd seriously consider giving her 15 million. Yeah, I, I like that idea. That's, that's very nice. He'd still have $147 million left. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's still in the butter zone. He'd still have 10 times that left. Right. <laughs> Which I doubt. I doubt he's going to use wisely. Well, that, well, well, so far, he's only talking about doing a, getting a new truck and you know doing some home repair. Maybe a home reno, as it were. <laughs> Maybe a home reno, which could be a disaster, as we've discussed. <laughs> All right. Well, Murray's, Murray says in a quote, um, she's hoping Wierski will do the right thing, whatever that means. Mm. Uh, she, she says she makes some of the points that we just made. Think about it. How long did I work? How long did I support him? She told the New York Post. Inside Edition polled its social media followers on whether Wierski should share... Across all three platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, the consensus was clear. Wierski should keep all of the winnings to himself. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's, and that's what I was going back to. Like, nobody is going to do that. <laughs> we got divorced. And I know that if, it was, if I won the lottery right after me and my ex-wife got divorced, zero cents would go to her. <laughs> <laughs> but your circumstances were different than these. True. True. I mean, yeah. we both, yeah, we're gainfully employed and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but... Right. Okay, Adam, I have a brief update. Okay. Wierski said at a press conference this week, his ex-wife had reached out to him to inform him him she's taking him back to court, presumably to modify their divorce agreement so she no longer has to pay him spousal support. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) for sure. And then uh, I do have one final note on the story. After months of unsuccessfully looking for a job... He, he, like I said, he'd been a stay-at-home dad. I guess not really dad. He'd been a stay-at-home, stay-at-home man <laughs> for, before the divorce. Wierski <laughs> said he finally got his first job interview request on Wednesday. He turned down the interview request. <laughs> at that level, you don't know how to do it, man. <laughs> but what are you doing going for a job? 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go, Adam. I think now you understand why we uh, why we wanted to focus on just one story in this uh, in this episode. Well, and I especially love lottery stories, so this was joyful. Right. That's that's why I thought we we would just give it some soul focus. <laughs> So we will not go on to another story, but I will read a headline of a story we don't have time to get to. <sighs> Billionaire diamond trader dies during penis enlargement surgery. <laughs> Boy, all your billions into crap, dude. <laughs> and so I know we say this every time. This time, I think I mean it a little more than usual. We will make every effort to come back to that story on a future episode. Well, we did get back to the ruptured penis one, the exploded penis one. Right. Which was a worthwhile, you know, second look. Absolutely. So we'll do the same in this case, because I I actually would like to do slightly more than cursory research on this and what happened there. Next. Adam, are you ready for birthdays? I am so ready for birthdays. Why don't I kick us off? do it yesterday we had three birthdays ewan mcgregor who turns 48 we have angus young middle who turns 64 and christopher walken who turns the big seven six yesterday you know what i'm a big fan of all three of those gentlemen same same did you know that ewan mcgregor's brother is a pilot and his call sign is ov2 (laughs) (laughs) no i don't but that's great yeah okay and on wednesday Two comedic icons have birthdays. Eddie Murphy turns 58 and Alec Baldwin turns 61. Man, both icons, as you said. And on Thursday, we have Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Iron Man, who turns 54. And we wrap up birthdays on Saturday with another guy I'm very fond of. Paul Rudd turns 50. That's crazy. Can you believe we live in a world where Paul Rudd is 50 years old? I cannot, and I refuse to believe it. Man, how the time has flown. All right. How about some born this week, but now dead? <laughs> I love that clip. It makes me laugh every time. I agree. Me too. Okay. So we have three, three deads. Is that the right way to say it? We have three people that were born on this way and now dead. <laughs> the first one is hockey legend Gordie Howe, who died in 2016 at the age of 88. Today, he would be 91. And again, for those that don't follow hockey and don't know anything about Gordie Howe, that is a rabbit trail worth going down because Gordie Howe is fascinating. Next, we have legendary soul singer Marvin Gaye, who died in 1984 at the age of 45. Today, he would be celebrating his 80th birthday, Adam. God, we have so much potential music we didn't have. And do you recognize the name Alec Guinness? I do. It's unfortunately not the beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he played... He played the memorable part of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars series. He died in 2000 at the age of 86, and today he would be 105. Happy 105th, Alec Guinness. Next! All right, Adam. It's time for a segment that was brought to us by Paul, and I think you enjoyed as well. Let's talk about this week's Dumbest Human. (laughs) Yay! I love these. Mark Anthony Jones, age 46, told police in Marion that he was taking a morning walk when his high-point 9mm handgun he was carrying in his waistband began to slip. Jones told police that when he reached down to adjust it, the unholstered gun discharged, shooting a bullet that entered just above his penis and exited his scrotum. Oh, man, he got the frankenbeans. beans. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jones, I don't know why this is important, but they emphasize this in the story. Jones does not have a license to carry the handgun in Indiana. Investigators have forwarded the case to the Grant County prosecuting attorney who will determine if Jones will face any criminal charges for self-inflicted for the self-inflicted wound. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pause right there and just say, in my personal opinion, clearly the guy's an idiot, otherwise we wouldn't be talking about him. But don't charge the guy. I think clearly he suffered enough at this point. Uh, right. And what are we going to do? Put him in jail? You know, like and pay our taxes? I mean, no, but geez, he blew his damn penis off. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think he's suffering enough from, from the result of his own stupidity. <laughs> right. That's, a, that's What is that called? A self-correcting consequence? That's correct. So I'd like to wish Mark a speedy recovery. And just, and just to make him feel better, in addition to being our dumbest human... I'd also like to make him our Gravity Beard Listener of the Week. Yes! That's consolation prize right there, man. Things are looking up. Next! Adam, we haven't done this in a while. How would you like to generate some amazing facts? Uh, Are they amazing? You gotta keep listening to find out. (laughs) Dude, they're always amazing. I loved the (laughs) fact generator. Well, I think we've discussed before, it's not a good idea to taunt the amazing fact generator. Definitely not. We have to, it's a delicate machine. So, well, I mean, well, hey, without further ado, why don't I get it started? Go for it. Okay, and here we go. Oh, this is a good one. Eighteen percent, Chris, of Americans claim to have seen or felt the presence of a ghost. Are you in that eighteen percent of Americans? I was going to ask you that question. I am not in that eighteen percent. Have you seen or felt the presence of a ghost? So I've had some really interesting experiences that I don't really know what to attribute them to, but I've had some pretty harrowing experiences. Wow. As a child. Yeah. Yep. Well, why don't I do another one? Here we go. Okay. This one I can get behind. Bacon was used to make explosives during World War II. Wow. I mean, talk about the greatest generation. (laughs) (laughs) So so not only is it one of the most delicious foods man has ever discovered, it's also a devastating weapon. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's a devastating weapon against hunger as well. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my turn. Oh, wow. This is interesting. John Tyler, the 10th U.S. president, was born in 1790, and he has two grandsons that are still alive. What? Wow. They must be really old, but that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me do one more. Oh, nice. A little something from from the category of music. Johnny Cash's A Boy Named Sue was penned by beloved children's author Shel Silverstein. Wow. That's I didn't, that's I didn't know pretty that. Pretty cool. What a, what a connection. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Next. All right, well that's it. Adam, unfortunately that brings us to the end of another episode of this week today. Least favorite part of the show. <laughs> well, let's just finish up with some credits. If you're not in our Facebook group, please come join us there. We'd love to have you. It's called the Gravity Beard Interns. If you like fun, it's definitely for you. We'd love to hear from you on the Gravity Beard Hotline. That phone number is 
backwards. <laughs> you can find our show on Twitter by searching at the Gravity Beard. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. I also do a show with the clever and talented Sarah Stapleton. It's called Life is Messy. We also have a discussion group for that show. Just search Facebook for Life is Messy. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout. We also use The Only Girl, both by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my pal, Lord Saunders, I'm your co-host, Toph. You've been listening to This Week Today on Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Peace. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network.